Hey, smarty pants, in case you couldn't tell, I'm in a concert hall where an orchestra is about to play. Okay, fine. I'm at the local high school watching my niece play in the band. But it still counts as an orchestra. After all, they use the same instruments as a professional orchestra. In fact, let's play a game to see if you can identify the instruments of an orchestra. Just call out your answers. Ready? What was that? Did you say, a flute? Great job. Next one. I heard some of you say, a trombone. Nice. Next up. If you said, a violin, you know your bow. Okay, this last one's tricky, but awesome. Did you say a drum? Close, but it's a very specific kind of drum called a timpani. If you knew it, or the others, amazing job. Who knows, maybe you even play some of these instruments. Either way, these are just a few of the instruments in a large ensemble called an orchestra. A symphony orchestra is a large group of expert string, brass, wind, and percussion musicians who come together to play classical music from famous composers like Beethoven, Bach, Chopin, and Tchaikovsky. There are usually around 80 musicians in an orchestra. That sound you hear is the orchestra warming up and getting in tune. And that sound is the conductor tapping their conducting stick, known as a baton. They use their baton to conduct or direct an orchestra, symphony, or philharmonic. Or, in this case, my niece's high school band. Ahem. If you're done talking, we can begin. Sorry, maestro. The word maestro comes from Italian and means simply master. Great conductors are often referred to as maestros, but the word could apply to any highly skilled and respected artist. For example, a violinist or a singer could also be called Maestro. Ah. But in this case, the band teacher, Mr. Randazzo, is our maestro. Thank you. We really need to start the concert. Whenever you're ready, maestro. Oh, actually, one last thing. When it comes to professional orchestras like the New York Philharmonic or the San Francisco Philharmonic, we're talking about musicians who have devoted their careers to reaching the highest levels of skill and musicality on their chosen instruments. And by musicality, I mean using the instruments to give the music sensitivity, feeling, and emotion. Sometimes they make us feel sad. Or joyous. Or scared. But... Who decided these specific instruments in this particular arrangement would sound so epic? And how is it that musical tastes evolved across time and place so that symphony orchestras remain as popular worldwide today as they did centuries ago? Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm shutting up. It's time for another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who smarted? smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! 
Right, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarting? Bravo! Bravo! Wow! For a high school orchestra, that was pretty amazing. Congratulations, maestro. Thank you, thank you. But of course, I cannot take all the credit. As the conductor, I am merely leading these exceptional musicians to work together to achieve a unified sound. Much credit also goes to my concertmaster, otherwise known as my first chair violinist. They are crucial in uniting the string section and bringing solo passages to life. Hey, that's my niece, Fiona. Congratulations. Thanks, Uncle Jay. Orchestras have been around as long as I can remember, but they haven't always existed, have they? Ah, <laughs> come with me, trusty narrator, on a musical journey through time. Ancient Greece? Wow! Who knew that's where the door behind the stage led? The maestro has many secrets. <laughs> Anywho, the Greek word orchestra refers to the semicircular space where the chorus would perform in Greek theater. The chorus was a group of performers who spoke or sang their lines in unison and sometimes danced. <laughs> Their job was to share secrets, announce themes, and provide commentary about what was happening to the main characters in a play. Kind of like fancy narration. But not as good as you, trusty narrator. <laughs> Appreciated. Also, don't expect me to sing or dance. An orchestra space in the Greek theater is not unlike an orchestra pit in modern theater. An orchestra pit, usually in front of and below stage level, is a space reserved for the musical ensemble that plays during a ballet, opera, or musical, and provides emotional context for the actions of the characters on stage. Ah... It seems like a lot of modern traditions started with the Greeks. However, it doesn't sound like they invented the orchestra as we know it today. Indeed, they only lent us the word orchestra and planted the seed. The instrumentation of the modern-day orchestra wouldn't come into being until much later. This way, trusty narrator. Looks renaissance -y. Where are we? Welcome to 1600 Italy. I'm digging this music. Yes, it's very diggable. Uh, please note the diversity of the instruments in this ensemble. Hmm, I see a violin, a cello, two flutes, a harp. Oh, and a couple of singers. This is a consort, a group of musicians playing together in concert. But the composer has not specified which instrument should play which part. So, the end result is more like what you'd think of as a jam session. Hey, nothing wrong with a bunch of musicians all joining in for a big jam sesh, right? Right. However, there are 
are limitations to what can be done. If a bunch of random musicians are just jamming out, it's hard to control the quality of the sound and expressiveness of the music. It also limits the opportunity for the piece to be performed consistently. In other words, it'd be hard to play the same way twice. I see. It's like uh, if I went to catch a new band and they were playing electric guitar, trombone, trumpet, uh, bass, and timpani. But then I told my friend to check them out, and the next night they played the same song, only now it's on harpsichord, uh, bongos, two saxophones, and a glockenspiel. The tune would sound completely different, and my friend might even question my taste in music. Exactly. Musical artists rely on the popularity of their music to retain a fan base. This is as true for Ariana Grande today as it was for famed Italian Renaissance composer Claudio Monteverdi in 1600. It helps to have a following. And a unifying sound is key. Exactly. Monteverdi debuted his opera Orfeo in 1607. Going in, he knew exactly which instruments would sound best in concert with his singers, so he specified those instruments in his score. And a score is... A kind of a musical map that a conductor, like me, uses to direct all the musicians simultaneously. In the late 1600s, a French composer, Jean-Baptiste Lully, included mostly string instruments as well as woodwinds in his royal court orchestra. Then, in Germany, in the 1700s, composers of the Mannheim School established the basic instrumentation of the modern symphony orchestra. Smarty Pants, do you remember what four sections the modern symphony orchestra consists of? I'll give you a hint by playing a musical note representative of each one. Listen carefully. Ready? Did you say strings, woodwinds, brass, and percussion? Nice. Now, I know some of you play instruments at home or at school. Can you name some instruments that fall into these orchestral sections? When I name a section, you shout out an instrument. Strings. Violin. Definitely. Cello. Yes. Also, viola and double bass. How about... Woodwinds. Okay, I heard flute and clarinet. What about the double reeds? Yes, oboe and bassoon. I also heard saxophone. Sometimes instruments like saxophone are incorporated into contemporary orchestras. And lots of talented woodwind players play multiple instruments. The details about changing up the players usually relate to the program or list of musical tunes being played. Different composers have different preferences. And in my orchestra, the final decision is usually made by me, the maestro. 
We'll get back to that in just a sec. We still have two more sections. Smarty Pants, can you name any instruments in the brass section? Trumpet, yes. Trombone, excellent. Tuba, that's a biggie. I also dig the French horn. And finally, percussion. Whoa, slow down. This can be a huge section. Basically, a percussion instrument is pretty much anything you hit for musical effect. There are typical percussion instruments like snare drums, timpani, bass drums, cymbals, also wood blocks, triangles, xylophones, glockenspiels, and then the atypical instruments like the anvil and the vibra-slap. But that's not even all of them. Whoa. Many compositions from earlier periods, up until about 1850, used very limited percussion, while frequently including the dainty-sounding harpsichord. But... As musical styles became more layered and requiring a bigger sound, more diverse percussion was introduced. The diversity of instruments is so vast, it allows for a wide range of sounds, giving the music specific and sometimes surprising texture. Today, orchestras are more likely to include the piano. And the harp. Instead of the lute, which was often used in earlier orchestras. Come, narrator, let us head back to the future. Ah, home sweet home. Thanks for leading me on a journey of musical discovery. My pleasure. Speaking of leading, can you tell us exactly what a conductor does? I'm glad you asked. I shall tell you. Yes, you shall. Right after this short break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. 
And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who smarted. Maestro, I know you wave your baton, but what does a conductor actually do? If you look at the seating arrangement of an orchestra, you'll notice the conductor, me, standing front and center on the podium so that I can see all of my musicians at once. The string section sits closest in a large semicircle, with about 32 violinists on one side, and 12 violists, 12 cellists, and 8 double basses on the other side. In the very middle are the woodwinds, about 4 flautists, 4 oboists, 4 clarinetists, and 4 bassoonists. Specialty instruments in this section include a piccolo, English horn, bass clarinet, and double bassoon. Next to the bassoonists are four French horn players, and behind the woodwinds, four trumpeters, four trombonists, and a tuba player. And in the very back, the percussion section. They tend to be the loudest. <laughs> Amazing. But why this specific arrangement? It lets me watch and direct the entire orchestra simultaneously. Trust me, it's a big job. You see, while the musicians each play an instrument, the entire orchestra is my instrument. And the musical score, written by the composer, is my guide when to direct the musicians to crescendo or get louder. 
år decrescendo play softer. Or when to enter with a solo. I see. So in a way, the role of a conductor is comparable to the coach of a sports team or the head chef of a restaurant or a film director working with actors. Exactly. But splitting my focus to direct many people at once takes lots of practice and skill. To do it well, it must be a team effort. All the musicians have to be cooperating with one another and with me. Cooperation is key. Last question. What does the future of orchestras look like? I think you'll see orchestra music continuing to evolve as composers experiment and combine the past with new ideas, like adding electric guitars to the mix. Or using instruments made entirely from food. Huh? Or ice. What? The only limitations in life and music are your imagination. Wow, who knows what the future brings, Fiona? Hopefully an A in band class. Super duper double shout out to Harper and Harrison in Panama, New York. Thanks for being fans and smarting with who smarted since the very beginning. This episode, Orchestra, was written by Libby Woodwind Ward and voiced by Taya Glockenspiel-Garland, Gia Harp-Davis, and Jerry Kolber. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Harpshakord-Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Clarinet Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Sousaphone Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Double Bass Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production.